near-fatal shooting, but he couldn't survive a second. Rap star Tupac Shakur died last night after a brief life in a rough business. He was 25. Here's NBC's Stan Bernard. Murder on My Mind podcast. I'm your host, DJ MTK, powered by West Coast Radio. On today's episode, this is the RIP Tupac Shakur special. We've been waiting a long, long, long time to do this episode. But we wanted to do it right. And this is going to be a part one. It's, we're going to roll out a series of these. Now, Dwayne Keith D. Davis just was arrested on September 23rd, 2023. He filed his lawyers in a 33-page motion filed last week and argued that the evidence used to charge the one-time gang member is little more than an outstanding amount of hearsay and speculative testimony presented to the grand jury that indicted Davis in late September. The judge denied it, and his court date is going to be on June 3rd, 2024. On today's episode, we're gonna cover we're gonna cover three topics basically. We're gonna go give you a little bit of a backstory of how we got here, how Dwayne got himself in this position now, why he's facing these charges, how he was involved, and what we can expect with this trial. Now, Dwayne wrote a book. And he's a, a, a you know gang member, Southside Compton Crips. He wrote a book called Compton Street Legend. He went on a Vlad TV interview four years ago to promote that. He has an interview with the police department and back in 2008 about all of this. And he was said to Los Angeles police and said he was giving immunity. And let's just start here too. Tupac was murdered on September 7th, 1996. Just to remind everybody... It was at the Mike Tyson fight. Tupac in there rolling wild. They jumped some crip. Orlando Anderson is his name. And then him and Suge jumped in the whip. Started rolling down Las Vegas Strip. And a car rolled up on him. Shot him. He was shot uh, multiple times. And he passed away. A legend. A West Coast legend. You know, he, he actually was from the East Coast, and he was signed with Death Row, Death Row Records. And he just was, a, you know, who knows where he would be at this point in his, in his life. He was still alive. Now, let's just listen to this. Mingo. He was coming up for Mingo, and uh, got to the light. He was going to go uh, drink and smoke some weed, and he happened to be hanging out the window. He was hanging out the window like he was in a parade. Tupac. Yeah, he was. So what happens next? And we just came and shit. And this was four years I ain't ago. Go into details like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you got it in a book. You you didn't play it at everything else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, in the book, you said that as you're driving up towards the towards the BMW with Suge driving and Tupac in the passenger seat. And you said that Tupac pulled out a gun. It looked like he was reaching, yeah. 
Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you actually see a gun? No, oh, shit. Once he got the region, I got the ducking. So someone from your car That's what started shooting at Tupac and Shook. Lane starts blasting. Um, you say Shook looks over. So this is the audio of actually Keith D uh, talking with the police about exactly what happened that day. And we stand corrected here. Judge Carly Kearney delayed Tuesday's scheduled hearing until January 9th to give Davis lawyers time to respond to the prosecution latest filing. So he wants to basically be on house arrest and get bail until his court date that happens in June. So uh, that the judge basically... What they're asking for was expected to ask for a bail under 100000 to be placed under house arrest until a June trial for the 1996 crime. The judge delayed that until January 9th. So we're going to have a lot to cover this upcoming year on this, on the podcast. And what we're about to play now was when he, Keith D, was talking to the police, and I guess the FBI as well, during an interview about the murder... And he was under the impression that he now had immunity because of the information he provided to them. So let's listen. He sees you. Uh, he looks right at you. Yeah, he looks at me. Okay. When he looks over at you, and then, you know, Tupac's busy getting shot. Evidently, the story is Tupac's trying to either get out of the back seat or something. Yeah, what do you see happening inside of their car? I seen a bullet going through his head. I thought he was dead. Thought he was dead. So Orlando shot him across Dre. He leaned over on the window. We rolled down the window. Popped. Who was it? They were drove on my side. I would popped him. You know what I'm saying? But they was on the other side. Right. I'm not gonna go into details on that one. So how he got here is, you know, he wrote a book. He went on Vlad TV's podcast. He put himself in this circumstance by going out, I mean, doing all these things within media and trying to, you know, get either money or notoriety through this book and putting himself right on the front line. You're, you're, he put himself and he told, he's telling everybody, he's telling the world, I was in the car that shot Tupac. Now we rewind to that date. Orlando Anderson was the one that got jumped at, the MGM Grand that night. Orlando Anderson is Dwayne Keith D. Davis' nephew. They're family. They're from the same gang. They're both from Compton. They're both Cribs. They're both in the same car that night. He's putting himself in the in the line of fire. So this 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 scenario he has put himself in. He is the one that has that has basically, you know, came out and said I was there. That's, you know, yeah, I was part of it. Anderson was shot and killed. Orlando Anderson was shot and killed in an unrelated gang shootout. Uh, back on uh, May 29, 1998. Live by the sword, die by the sword. 
Live by the sword, die by the sword. Now, and I, I'm really trying to take my time on this podcast. I, I feel like a lot of times in the past, I've rushed it. And so that's why we're doing a part one. We're going to do a four-part series on Tupac, R.I.P. Tupac, who was murdered September 7th, 1996. Let's listen into this. 27 years. Metropolitan Police Department, thank you for joining us this afternoon. 27 years. 27 years. For 27 years, the family of Tupac Shakur has been waiting for justice. We are here today to announce the arrest of 60-year-old Dwayne Keith Davis, a.k.a. Keefe D, for the murder of Tupac Shakur. Davis was arrested this morning by my LVMPD criminal apprehension team, and this investigation started on the night of September 7th, 1996. It is far from over. It has taken countless hours, really decades, of work by the men and women of our homicide section to get to where we are today. So, I mean, he's out here writing books, going on interviews, thinking he has immunity and being able to say whatever the fuck he wants about this case. So we now all know he was in the car. It was his nephew. He was involved. He never said that he was the one that was the shooter. He basically put it on his nephew, Orlando Anderson, which could be true. Could be very true. They both could have shot. Now, in this hearing that they have coming up it's for him to basically be on house arrest until the the trial comes up in june the prosecutors are saying there is a recorded phone interview with him and his son saying let's give a green light to people that were witnesses so the prosecutor is presenting that to the judge and saying we have phone recorded phone conversations with him saying let's give a green light it's on january 9th when the when the hearing when the judge steps back into that court it's more than likely that it's that his bond is going to be denied and he's going to stay in, in jail until court i'm interested to hear these tapes i don't know if they're going to they're going to release them so the 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 police I'm surprised. I really, I really am. I thought this was just a lost cause here. Now, going back and listening to Keith here and what he's been talking about and what he's been doing, I, I mean, he really just thought that he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Former Los Angeles, let me just read this to you. Let's see here. Davis identified Anderson as a shooter in a 2008 conversation with authorities that came with immunity from the Los Angeles Police Department and FBI who promised his statements would not be used against him. Former Los Angeles Police Department Detective Grave Kading said Davis admitted to orchestrating the shooting and that his nephew fired the deadly shots. He said that while Davis is protected from prosecution for what he said in the 2008 interview, which we heard earlier, he has continued to give interviews that were not covered under the immunity agreements and talked himself into a corner. Authorities have said Davis's 2019 book, Compton Street Legend, saw Davis admittingly admit to, what did he say? Uh, 
talked himself into a corner. Authorities have said Davis 2019 book Compton Street Lane saw Davis admit to hiding the car and the gun from which the shots were fired and having it repaired and repainted. Police searched Davis's home in Henderson, Nevada last summer and seized materials they said were connected to the case, including a 40 caliber cartridge, computers, and photos. I mean, if, 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 if this fool was holding shit from fucking 25 years ago, he's an idiot. He is an idiot. But here's the thing. You, you cannot, I mean, you're out here just acting like you can walk around and, and, and have immunity and know exactly what happened with the murder. Nah, bro. Nah. A, first of all, the hip hop and rap community want closure on this. His mother wanted closure on all of this. A legend was taken that day. People are still bumping Tupac. I mean, we're talking about a catalog of music that just is... I mean, you're talking about 10 albums deep that you could just probably play on a 24-hour rotation and still not have heard all this man's songs. He was poetic. He was, he was a true artist. So, yes, we want closure. If he knows what happened and he was there and he orchestrated it, you need you should be behind bars. You should be in prison. It sounds like your nephew already got caught up in the game and street justice it was served uh, uh, to him. Now, there's a lot more that we could cover, but we just wanted to start here. We just wanted to start here. But let's, Several let's listen of those to detectives that are standing here with us include Detective Cliff Mogg, the lead detective, detective on this case. He is now retired. Well, I know there's been many people who did not believe that the murder of Tupac Shakur was important to this police department. I'm here to tell you that was simply not the case. It was not the case back then, and it is not the case today. Our goal at LVMPD has always been to hold those accountable and responsible for Tupac's violent murder accountable. Just like we do for every homicide victim in our city, every single victim, every life that is lost is important and remains a priority to this police department. As we methodically built this case to move forward with an arrest, it was also important that at the same time, we're building towards a successful prosecution. We work closely with our esteemed district attorney, Steve Wolfson, in his office to ensure that is going to happen. Mr. Davis's own words reinvigorated our case in 2018. So we're going to have a lot more to discuss, a lot to more cover. We just wanted to start off with the basis on today's episode. The basis and the basics. I wanted to kind of give you a little bit of history of how we got here. What to expect moving forward with these hearings, with the upcoming court date, and give you some actual audio content of his own words. What he has already admitted to. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in these next three to six months. But believe you me, the Murder on My Mind podcast is going to stay on top of it. We're going to roll out another episode in February. 
after we get a little bit more details and some of this dust settles with this bond hearing, which is supposed to happen on January 9th. Right now, Dwayne is sitting in a jail cell. And his time will come in court where he's going to have to answer these questions. And hopefully, if this all comes, if we start seeing some of the light and some of the truth of really what happened, because like I said, he's already admitted to being there. We already know it was his nephew. If he orchestrated the hit, you belong in jail, you belong in prison for the rest of your life, and we can have some closure on Tupac and his death and truly say RIP because it's been too long with, with, with this just out there in the air. A part of me just always thought, well, we'll never find out. And you hear these conspiracy theories. Oh, you know, he's still alive. He's still out there. Nah, come on. If he was still alive, his, his mom would have, you know, had a whole different tune. And the dear mama, uh, that Hulu dropped that shit's fucking dope as fuck. If you haven't watched that, go watch that. Was, was Tupac the, the uh, perfect? No, he wasn't perfect. None of us are. Did he make mistakes? Yeah, he did make mistakes. But I, I think that he gave you a glimpse of what it meant to be to grow up a person of color, what it meant to be to grow up black, his history and his roots through the civil rights movement with his mom. He was, he was a poet. He was an artist. And he gave you a glimpse of what it meant to have to survive in the communities that we grew up with that are poverty and broken up families and drug addiction. And like I said, he, was, he wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. None of us are. And I know he made a lot of mistakes. And the countless times that he, he, he was shot before that in New York. The fool really, I mean, he really was out there like, I don't know how he survived that, the other shooting in New York from the studio. That man, Tupac's story is crazy. It's crazy. I, 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 if you haven't watched Dear Mama on Netflix, I mean, on Hulu, go watch that. Get it, get some insight, you know, from him going to the, you know, School of Arts and in, in, in Baltimore, then coming out to the West Coast and him uh, all of a sudden realizing like, damn, you guys are going through the same shit we're going through over there in the East Coast. You guys are over here doing it in the West Coast. Then he has the history of like what he was being raised on with his mom and the Panther movement. And he you could tell that in his writing. He was trying to he was a preacher at the same time. But when the rap got you know, when we started evolving into rap music and he started writing it down into words, you know, he, he, that's how he expressed what was going on. There, there's only one Tupac. There is, there's only one Tupac. So we had a Murder on My Mind podcast, DJ MTK, part one. Stay tuned. We're going to have a part two coming very, very soon. R.I.P. Tupac. A legend, a West Coast. Hey, a West, a legend across the universe. 
R.I.P. Homie. Where my mind podcast. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge.